go. Right, well, today's See You Next Thursday is a bit different from the usual. We have a special guest for you in the shape of Ed25, a man whose editing number is a quarter of his age, to talk about Everton. So over to you, Mr. 25. Thanks very much, Ed01. Well, I've come on here to redress the balance, really. Everybody's talking about Liverpool. Liverpool this, Liverpool that. How great Liverpool are. Not me, mate. I'm going to talk about Everton. Sorry, who? The number one. The number one team in the city. Which city would that be? The city of gold, Liverpool. (laughs) The only city their number one is. Well, I mean, you know, there isn't one their number one in, is there, really? Let's be honest. We're we're on the way back. We've been in the swamp. Hopefully, it'd be nice to have a ch- it'd be nice to have a challenger. Need one as well, don't you? <laughs> Could do with some livening up. So, so what what exactly did you want to talk about first about Everton? Then I'd like to talk about the team really, so, and why we're not doing so well. Well, you're doing all right now since Carlo's come in, though, aren't you? 40 points behind Liverpool, that's not doing well. It's true, yeah, but that, you know, that surely that's not down to doing well now. That's past now, isn't it? Aren't, aren't you all sorted? From what I've been told, Everton are going to win the uh, win everything that Liverpool don't, aren't you, this season? I would like to. But what, what we really need is some more players. We've got too many average players in the squad. I can't really argue with that. I mean, you go through them. Yeah, you got a good point there. You look at Pickford, right? He's an accident waiting to happen. Yeah. He's he hasn't grown up yet. He's still a bit of a kid and he's got some really childish ways and He's not good for Everton Football Club as far as I'm concerned. Do you not think he's got a bit of an attitude problem as well, where he thinks he's better than he is? That's exactly it, to be honest with you. He, he saves, don't get me wrong, he, he makes some really good saves, but he's not a commanding keeper. And he makes howlers every other week. And that's not good enough. Yeah, uh, and he doesn't seem to learn, does he? No, no, and it's always the same thing with him. You know, he's shutting at defenders when it's his fault. And he's got to hold his hands up and say, you know, it's my fault for the goal, but she doesn't. Well, it, to be fair, even if he did hold his hands up, you'd find it difficult to notice, wouldn't you, with them being so sure? <laughs> that's a good point, that. That's, yeah. that's a good point. I take it you saw that interview with him. Pardon? Did you see that interview with him the other day? No, no, I can't stand the guy. I I couldn't listen to an interview with him. Oh, he was saying it was that he feels he's hard done by because people are criticising him. Yeah. And I think that's... that's Yeah, I think that's said it all for me. Instead of saying, I've made mistakes, he's saying... Everybody's on my back because I because I play for England, and they hate me because I play for England. That's what he was saying. 
they don't hate him. They just don't rate him. That's the thing. Yeah, most of us love him. What's he talking about? <laughs> he was he was good at Sunderland, you know, because he had so much to do, and he was making saves, and people were raving about him. But he's not a classic keeper for me. Did you think he was good at Sun? See, I I did say when he was there, I didn't rate him at all. I wasn't convinced. I, was I only seen highlights of him because I'm not a Sunderland ah, right. fan. So I seen highlights of this guy making all sorts of saves and and some great saves, which he still makes, by the way. And I thought, oh, you know, people were raving about him, but. You know, I was obviously wrong. He's not a good keeper. So he'd be your first to replace, would he? No, he wouldn't be the first. Would you keep him as backup? Yeah. And I think a bit of competition, if he had competition, would, would serve him well. Interesting. I, w- I would have thought with someone that arrogant, I think it might just not do it, you know, it. Well, I suppose it could knock him down a peg and it makes him see sense, but I think he just isn't bright enough to learn, to be honest. Could be right there. You could be right. But you've got to look as well at the at what he's got in front of him. That's true. Because, the, you know, our sense of defence is, well, it's really poor, isn't it? You know, Mina has been doing really well lately. To be fair to the big guy, he has been doing really well. But when that Keane comes in, you know, what sort of player is he? <laughs> I did say I don't get, I didn't get why you bought him. I didn't understand the big deal with him. I just don't see what's special about what makes him good enough for the Premier League. I don't see it. He's not quite quick enough, he's not quite strong enough, he's not quite good enough in the air and he's not quite good enough on the ball and his positional sense isn't is nowhere near good enough so what is it that makes him a Premier League player? But besides that what are you trying to say? <laughs> besides that I rate him yeah? <laughs> yeah but I'll, do you know what Holgate has surprised me he's come in and He's done a really good job. For you, for a young, still a relatively young lad, and I think he's done a cracking job. You know, I and even when like he him. was moved up to midfield, mm. yeah, I like him. He's a good, he's a good solid pro. Like, I think he's done really well, and I just hope he gets. You know, we need another centre half. But where one's going to come from, I really don't know at the moment. You'd hope Carlo has some contacts, wouldn't you? Because you wouldn't trust Brands to be by him, would you? Been really disappointed with Marcel Brands, to be honest with you. Uh, he come with this great reputation of being able to get hold of players and uh, sorting out contracts. And for me, he hasn't done a great deal up to now, I'll be honest with you. No, I was a bit... Sh- I, I said that... Remember, I said to you, I don't understand why he got the um, new contract. Yeah, it was strange. Yeah, reward for what? That was what I was trying to figure out. Yeah. I know this sounds as though I'm moaning, but besides our defence, you've got to look at that midfield. 
So you happy oh, with your right? Is you, terrible. What about your fullbacks? Are you happy with them? I'm happy with Dina. Yeah. He's uh, he's okay. He has some poor games, but he has some really good games. He's better attacking than what he is defending, mm. that's for sure. He's a modern day fullback, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And you've got uh Coleman at right back. And I'm afraid he's seen better days, Seamus. And said since he had that injury, I don't think he'll ever be as good again, you know? Hmm. Not happy with Sidibe then. No, he played last week, and he was—I thought he was awful, to be honest with you. Right. He—I he, think he tries hard, and at times he can look all right, but at times as well, he's not—he's not what you'd want as a Premier League fullback, to be honest with you. Does he need to pull his socks up by any chance? <laughs> at least one of them. <laughs> yeah. If only he could find them. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Our biggest problem is midfield. Because we've got two players in there who I don't think are getting any side that's looking to get on in the European stage. In Schneiderlin and Sigurdsson. They are two really poor players for me. But everyone used to rave about Sigurdsson. What he's a Rolls Royce, but at the moment he's a broken Rolls Royce. He thinks he can stand in the middle of the park and spray the ball about, not like Jan Mulby used mm. to, without doing a lot of running. But the Premier League isn't like that now, and he, he doesn't seem to run, he doesn't seem to tackle, and he wants to be on the ball and just spray it around. and. He's not good enough to do that. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I know people raved about him, but I just think he was he was playing further forward when they were raving about him, not in midfield. So I'm a bit surprised you're playing him in midfield. Yeah, but they've also given him the captain's armband. Uh, and I can't see the point in that either, to be honest with you. That seems more a keep him happy move, doesn't it? I hope it's it. Put him in the shop window and get rid of him, to be honest with you. <laughs> See, you've got no youngsters then that you're right. Yeah, Tom Davis. Do you know what? He's an enigma at the moment, Tom Davis. I think he gives 100% every time he goes on the field. But he does tend to give the ball away too much. Yeah, but, he, I mean, you know, A, he's a kid and B, he's trying to make things happen. And when you try and make things happen, you do tend to give the ball away as often as you keep it. I'm not going to slaughter Tom for that. You know, he's a lo- you, know, you always want a local guy to come and do well for you. And he is trying his best. And I think he, he will improve, but at the moment, he's just that little bit short, I feel. Yeah, I've seen he's getting a fair bit of stick on the site, though I think a lot of it's unfair personally. I can understand why people get annoyed. But he's just a kid and they, they go through these kind of patches as they learn and grow. Yeah, I agree with that. What's happened to that Beningame? Beningame? Is it Beningame? Beningame. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be getting a look in. Yeah, well, he was uh, supposed to be the next big hope, wasn't he? 
To be honest with you, we were talking about him being uh, the next Ghana, the next Ghana gay. You know, so massively overrated. No, I, I, that's a disagreement. <laughs> I think he's a marvelous player. I really do, and he's doing marvelous no, for PSG. Can't pass. Any, I'm not being funny, but I could play his role for PSG. It's not difficult against the rest of the French teams. Uh, it's not silly, yeah. <laughs> he can't. Seriously, he doesn't have to. Do, it doesn't take a lot to play for PSG when you, you know, with the other ten around you compared to the team you play, teams you're playing against. But he's massively over it because I keep hearing Everton fans say he's better than Kante ever was, and I'm sorry, he's not even close to Kante. I love Kante. I'll be honest with you, but do you know what? I uh, I think he's a re- a really good player. And I thought she'd done well for Everton. I wouldn't argue that at all, but I wouldn't say... I'm just talking massively over it because they were comparing him to Kante, who was the best midfielder in the world at one point. If he was played in his right position, he probably still would. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. You know, you can't... I just think to to suggest he's better than him is just ridiculous. He's he's very good at what he does, but he's very limited, is gay. He can't pass, but his tackling's brilliant. Trouble is... He tries to do it too often and he makes too many rash challenges and he ends up giving away too many free kicks he shouldn't do and puts you under pressure. That's why I think you're better off without him. When he's playing for PSG, it doesn't matter because they don't turn over the ball enough for it to matter. But when he's We're playing so for short. you... He did. We're so short in midfield. Uh, we, you know, we need Gomez oh, back. I know you're not Gomez and Ben yeah. No, but he's back soon, isn't he? Back in training now. Back in training, but that's not match fit, is it? To be honest with you, no. No, but he'll need games to get match fit. Of course he will, yeah. And that Bamman, he had much thoughts happening with him. He's injured again. Oh, yeah, the Gammon, yeah. The new watch. Shit, that's, you know what? I've got to hold my hands up. I think I jinxed him. Cause when uh, you, that sounds about right. Well, well, at the start of the season, people were asking who was the player I was, mo- you know, the side, new side, and I was most looking forward to see him play, and I picked him. <laughs> it's like since then he's not played a bloody game. <laughs> I did that honestly. I picked him, and the very next game we played, he gets injured and hasn't played since. I was like, well, that's just <laughs> bloody typical, isn't it? Talking about young players, good young players. What about Calvert-Lewin? See, I, I've always liked him, but I've just he just doesn't score enough and he's never going to because he's not that type of player. He's not a, I think he's improving. He's not a sniffer. He's not going to score 50 goals a season. He just isn't going to do it, but that's not what he's there to do. So, I don't know. I like him. I think he's a very good player. He's the new Graham Sharp. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I don't think he's that good. I think he will. You, I think he'll start scoring regularly. And if he had someone with him, hmm. I think he'd be doing a lot better. Would you go with a two then up top, or or like the way Liverpool play with three? I'd go two up, t- up top all every, all day two up front. Hmm. Love partnerships, see. Yeah, but then you're leaving yourself weaker in midfield, aren't you? Is the only problem with that. 
And midfield, it's not something Everton's about, really, is it? Well, at the moment, I suppose, yeah. But, you know, you don't want to be too weak. You know, you're weakening. A weak, if you're already weak there, you're weakening yourself even further. Maybe go well, back to three. Back three, I'd have that. I'd have that. But what three would you put at the back? Oh, well, Holgate has to play, doesn't he? Yeah, Holgate's got to play. I suppose Mina's be. I think Mina would be fine in a three. Yeah. So it's just who's, your, who's the other one? Haven't you got? You must have another kid there, because Keane's just like you know he he's like the kid that you pick last in school. <laughs> he is, yeah. He's the one you only have if there's nobody else at all. And even yeah, then, you think, can we not play with ten, please? <laughs> What's your take on Moise Keane? Well, I've seen him a lot in in Italy. You know, a lot of bits because he's only come cam a lot of cameos and stuff like that he'd done, and a couple of full games and that I'd watched of him. He looks a special talent, and then he came to Everton. It just well, he's, to be honest, I think he's just struggled to settle in and he didn't get given the chances under Silva. And it all fell apart. You could be right. You could be right there. Because he has got something about him. But he's a confidence player for me. If he gets a couple of goals, I think he'll he'll do all right, you know? Mm. Would, you, would you use him as your partner for um, Calvert-Lewin? At the moment, yeah. I can't see any other options, to be honest with you. The, you know, who are you going to put up front with him? Walcott. Not in my, not in my team. Oh, what's that the one you got from Arsenal as well? He's awful and all. I don't know why you bought him. Thirty odd million for him. Oh, God. You know what I mean, I but I can't think of his name. <laughs> Neither can I. He's on coach JJ Okochi. You all know that because that's all he ever, <laughs> they, all he ever used to mention, wasn't it, on him? Oh, Arsenal were made up to get rid of him. <laughs> and we Did, paid forty million. For him. I, I bet the only way out. Yeah, it was forty, wasn't it? That's right. It was thirty-five for Walcott, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, they well, 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 was an extra four, extra five. <laughs> When you said when they uh, came in with that offer, they said they probably thought we're having to pay forty million to get rid of him. So when you handed over the check, they were like, "Hang on, what's going on here?" It's the same people who done the United deal for Fred. So, That's what it was. Oh yeah. Oh, I know what his name is. Alex Awobi. I remembered it. Yeah, yeah, oh God, he's awful. He just doesn't I don't know what he offers. I honestly can't figure out what he does. He, do you know what? At times he looks really good, but other times he looks awful. His marmite, I think, you know, some, some people like him, some don't. He, for me, he just doesn't do enough. He just runs around aimlessly. You know, you want him to I have purpose. You've got no one dynamic, you know, who picks the ball up and runs at people on a consistent basis. The thing that annoys me with Richarlison, I know you're going to, I know you like him, sort of. You like him, yeah. Yeah, you like some of aspects of him. But the thing is, the thing you're going to, you, you, I know that you hate about him is the same thing I hate about him. 
is that he goes down. Yeah, he goes down far too easily. He goes down and him, Jack Grealish, Wilfred Zahar. They're just three of the you know that you just can't. You just oh, just stay on your feet, you know. Yeah, but that can be frustrating. But the thing is, he could be the one that runs, ticks up the ball, and runs at people, couldn't he? A goal he scored last week was yeah. a marvellous goal. That one was running at the full-back, cut, cutting inside, putting the ball right in the corner. It was a very good goal, actually. Yeah, because he's, he's strong as an ox as well when he wants to be. That's what's so frustrating is. It's not like he's weak. Like, you know, so oh, he, he isn't. Can, yeah, so why does he go down? Mm. he got He tracks back and he runs and runs all game. But then he falls over and spoils it all. And the thing that annoys me is he falls over it at the wrong times. It's not like he gives you an advantage when he does it. He does it when no. you don't want him to. He gets pushed in the back and falls down holding his head. what What are you doing Uh, see those are the kind of things for me that's where VAR should be in play is to pick up on those kind of cheating those little cheating actions that players do all the time every time she cheats they should give Liverpool another two points (laughs) (laughs) the the league would have been long sewn up in the first game Jack Grealish played if they did that (laughs) <laughs> Enough about Everton's team. Let's talk about the club now. And the best person at our club, Speedo Mick. Ah, right. I, w- I was wondering where you were going with that one then. <laughs> what a man he is. What a man. I don't know how he does it. I, I really don't. Nothing but respect for the man. In them winds and rain the other day, walking from London to John O'Groats with a smile on his face. That's Everton all over for you. Well, semi-naked. Semi-naked. And shriveled up because it's cold. (laughs) 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 I'm not sure where you're going with that one, mate. (laughs) You'll have to explain this That's just part of what makes this club so special. Yeah, because you do do a lot for the community, to be fair. Probably pretty much more than anybody else now in the uh, the whole of the English football leagues these days, now that Charlton seems to have lost their way. I'd say so, because Everton and the community do such a lot of good work, especially for the homeless, the elderly, the infirmed, the disabled. The fans... You do a fantastic job. I'm sure you must have a lot to do with them with you being so old yourself, like, yeah. Thanks for that. That's all right, mate, any time. Just thought I'd drop that one in. Do you know what? You can't knock them for what they do. They they make me so proud to be an Evertonian, to be honest with you. I've got to be, as a Liverpoolian, I've got to be honest, I would, I wish, uh, you know, my club did as much as yours does. And I, it does make me proud of the city in general, the, the amount they do. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, I think everyone uh, respects what they're doing. So and uh, they really should, yeah. 
It is good for the city, actually. Mm, they're brilliant. I can't, can't, you know, can't dispute that at all. I, I, they really do impress me every time. Not the guy at Everton who seems to get a lot of stick. It's Bill Kenwright. And for the life of me, I, I don't know why. No, I don't understand. So this, this is something that always seems to be. If anything goes wrong, it's Bill Kenwright's fault, and I. Somebody needs to explain this one to me. Why is it his fault? I really don't know. Uh, people talk about these hidden millions, the Arteta millions, and uh, finding money down his camp. That for me, he's been the epitome of every Evertonian. I, can I just before we before we go any further before anybody you know I just want to point out that under under David Moyes' time, Bill Kenwright's ever you know was in charge of ever obviously, but they spent you know your club spent the fifth most in the Premier League and had the fifth highest wage bill. So I don't see where this missing millions talk comes from. There can't have been any money left because he would have spent it. I I believe. People who are looking for a scapegoat, and he's been the scapegoat all along, to be honest with you. He saved us when Johnson was at the club. He put his he house in, mortgaged his house to buy it. I, I, can't, I just can't see where the Kenwright's hate comes from. I think I think he's a marvellous Evertonian. I've said I was saying to you before we came, before we started recording. I said to you when you mentioned that you wanted to talk about Kenwright. I did say to you, do you think a lot of it comes from the media because of what he does and he's involved in the media as in his working life? And obviously, when he's a boss of so you know, there's a lot of times a lot of people who who work for him find him difficult to work with because obviously he's a demanding boss there. Do you think that's carried over? Some of them have moved into different media spheres and so have a, an axe to grind against him. I think, and I don't think it's so much the media. I think it's Evertonians themselves looking for a scapegoat for why Everton aren't doing as good as our neighbours, to be honest with you. Right. They, they are looking for someone to blame for why Everton have been in the doldrums for quite a while now. Um, yeah, that makes just as much sense. I was just trying, trying to get not blame the other Sodians. Then see, so you you can blame them though. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I will blame them. Yeah. <laughs> I I see. I don't understand it because to me, I think he is what you call the epitome of the old school owner. You know what I mean? The the he's like the best of the breed of the old school rich Brit who's bought the club of his dreams and thrown everything at it trying to get it to be successful. That's what I think. Um, you you had times when the Blue Union like threatening him and putting putting his name down on every occasion. And I hated it to be honest with you. And I had, had arguments with Blue Union members over it. And they couldn't give me a reason. So I just don't understand it because, like, you know, any man who's willing to put his house on the market, on the mortgage, I mean, remortgage it for to buy his club of his dreams, and when they're in trouble, I, I just think you've got to give respect to, haven't you? You'd think so, wouldn't you? Uh, it seems logical to me, but... 
some people are just haters, aren't they? And you can't do anything about that. Yeah, because it's not like... I mean, I can understand some of the things, like he wanted to bring back David Moyes. We know that. And I could understand people being unhappy with that. But why? I don't understand the level of abuse he gets for that kind of thing. It was, it was before the Moyes incident. It was... Uh, I didn't want Moyes back. No. I you weren't going to abuse Kendall. The worst thing ever. He's a fan of his and probably a friend of his, but I didn't want Moyes back at the club. No, I, I, I'm not saying you should want, but I mean the, the vitriol that was aimed in his direction for this suggestion when you're just thinking, well, it's just his idea, you know. He's not actually yes. in charge anymore, so why is he being blamed if Moyes comes back? It's not his decision anymore. No, it's far had machines. And... Wow, Do you possibly. know what? He's another one that's been getting quite a bit of stick. Do you mean Usmanov is good for the club? Pardon? Usmanov, you mean, don't you? Not Mashiri. Oh, Mashiri's been getting some stick lately. No, I mean, it's Mashiri. It's not Mashiri in charge, let's be honest. It's never been Mashiri in charge. It's always been Usmanov's money, and it's always been Usmanov in charge because Mashiri's not a rich man. He wasn't a wealthy man. He's just been given money from Usmanov that's suddenly been spent on Everton. It's amazing. Okay, where it comes from? (laughs) Well, you know, it was good enough for Arsenal, like. So why shouldn't it be good enough for Everton? But, I mean, it was just a way of getting round the... You know the two own the two club thing, wasn't it originally? But he's supposed to have his own money, you know. Uh, I know you're saying it's just money, but he's he's a billionaire in his own right. So there's been no evidence. Well, yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah, that's a different matter, isn't it? He's made he's made some bad decisions though. Or being advised to make some bad yeah, decisions. Yeah, because it's the advisors. He's pay, they're paying handsomely. Because you're paying a lot of money to advisors, aren't you? You really are, yeah. Yeah. And it's not good because we're struggling now with the FFP. And that's going to stop us moving forward at the moment. Surely the advice should be get a good director of football in and let him make the decisions. That was supposed to be Marcel Brands, wasn't it? But yeah, but you know, and then if he's not working, get him out. What, what, what more advice do you need than that? The supervisors has obviously said keep him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what I mean is, when you're paying, you're paying an advisor a lot of money. But why are you still paying the advisor a lot of money? Surely the advice should have been just getting like the, the director of football, Marcel Brands, or whoever, and. If he works, keep him. If he, you know, let him run it. If it doesn't work, get rid of him and get another one until you get the right one who does it. And that should be all the advice they need, surely. Yeah, I can see that. But what's what's happening now should be different with Carlo Ancelotti there. Mm. Why do you think that? Hopefully, he'll, he'll have more input than what Silver did on players coming in, hopefully. So you're you're one of those that's made up with Carlo Ancelotti despite his recent record. I'm made up with Ancelotti. Really? I don't think he could not be. Because he's a proven world class manager. Not in the last few years. He's got he's got this he's got the C V that says everything. 
everything. Yeah, his CV in recent years says he ruins teams. He takes over the top team and turns them into an, into a struggling team. And I know partly and that's down to his son, but just saying. Train. <laughs> yeah. You've but got I, you his know, son as well, remember? I know, but to be honest with you, what he brings, we can, we can deal with this. What he brings is top players and makes clubs better again. Well, he didn't make Bayern no, better I, I, and I'm, he didn't make Napoli better. I don't, I don't know what's debatable whether he made Napoli better. Napoli you know, was they, second and challenged with like just missed out. Remember, they just missed out on the on the final day of winning the title. Yeah, and after yeah, he took over, one. they were struggling. They were only, they weren't even going to make the Champions League under Ancelotti. I think that was more to do with the owners than what it was to do with Ancelotti. I don't see how the owner affected it. They, they, the owner stepped in because they were playing so badly. Remember, he came, that was when all the protests happened. I think it was hardly done. Don't see, but what I can see of it, but really? has their own opinion, I suppose. Really? I, I don't see that. They were terrible under Ancelotti. They just went backwards at a rate of knots. I've seen them play against Liverpool and I thought they were marvellous against Liverpool. Mm. A few teams who give you a bit of a pace, to be honest with you. They beat us, but that was it. They weren't really... I don't think they were that marvellous. They played the game. But you can't, that's not how you judge a team, in my opinion. You judge a team over 30 games or so, not over one game, because players can turn it, you know, turn it on for one game, a big game like that, when it matters. You know, you're playing against <laughs> the European champions. A manager doesn't matter. The players can get themselves up. They don't need motivation. They don't, you know, they'll play out of their skin. And Caleb Ali had the game of his life that night. Yeah. Do you, uh, are you not a fan of Um Well, if you look at his record, he's taken over the best team every time he's gone anywhere, and yet he struggles to win leagues. He wins, you know, Champions Leagues, wins cup competitions, but he struggles to win the league, which suggests to me that it's more about having a good team than him being a good, a great coach, if you see what I mean. I think he's a very good coach. But I don't think he's as great as his record suggests. If you see what I mean, he he hasn't. He should have had six or seven more league titles than he has done. I can see that, but do you not think he was the best person available to a club like Everton? Um, no, because you're in FFP trouble, and he's the third highest paid manager in the world. You've got to pay for the best. Oh, yeah, you fully agree, but I don't think he is the best. So, you know, that's uh, as, like I was just saying, I just think he's a very good manager. And I don't think you're in a position where you need a manager like that. I think you're in a position where you need a manager who's going to build you from the start. And Ancelotti's never been a manager who's built a team. He's taken over great teams always. He, you know, AC Milan and that, they were already great. He took over the best team, you know what I mean? When I looked at the options of what we could have had instead of him that were being touted, I was absolutely delighted to get Carlo and Chelsea. Yeah, that that when you look at the options compared to, you know, the options that you were being that were being linked with, 
I can yeah. see why Ancelotti, yeah, I, I wouldn't argue if you're looking at it that way. But I'm saying I'd look around and say, like, it's like Sheffield United. You look at Sheffield United, I think you need a manager like that more than you need a manager like Ancelotti right now. Someone who can build a club from the bottom up. A Sean <laughs> D- I don't think Sean Dice's style of play would suit Everton at all. Don't get me wrong. For what I say, you know, I'm not meaning... You should, but someone like Sean Dyche, who looks long term rather than someone who just looks short term. I have a manager with a stupid voice. Yeah. So, well, I don't think you'd want Sean Dyche anyway because he's a Liverpool fan. But yeah, and I'm, his I'm, style I'm of plays. And let's be honest, his style of plays awful. But what I mean yeah. is, he he what he does is when he got given, you know, when they got relegated the first time, because he took them up, he sold every. They had to sell players just to survive when he took over, and he still got them promoted to the Premier League. And then when they came down, they said to him, "We've got all this money from the Premier League. You could buy some, you know, you can spend this on players." And he said, "No, no, no. The club needs the infrastructure improving first. And they were like, yeah, but if you don't spend, you know, we won't go back up. He said, I don't care, you know, this is the long-term future of the club's got to come first. You know, we need to improve the academy, we need to improve the training ground and all that. So all the money was, t- he didn't have any of the money to spend. It was just all put into the infrastructure. And I think that's the kind of manager you need, not as in like Sean Dice as in like that style of play. I mean, as in his thinking where he's someone who comes in and says, the club needs this, this, and this long term. You know what I mean? And you mean not... I don't think you can have his style of play if you're going to win things. No, no, I wouldn't take his style of play. And I wasn't meaning him. I mean someone like him. I, I, I can't see anyone who Eddie Howes and all of this yeah. world. It would have done a job forever. Why do you say it wouldn't win things? Mourinho's won things, and his style of play is only very similar to Dice's. He's changed, hasn't he? When he came, he was a breath of fresh air, wasn't he, when he came to Chelsea? Personality-wise, his football was still... It was all about power and pace. The first couple couple of years, I thought Chelsea played marvellous football. They had some really good players, Drogba and that, Mm. but... He played really good stuff. Yeah, you did. Yeah, but you wouldn't want Mourinho at uh, Everton, would you? Or would you? So, would you take Mourinho for Everton? No, absolutely not. I don't like the new Mourinho. No. uh, he's a miserable sod, to be honest with you. I know who else was available at the time, and I thought might have been a nice choice, would have been Kike Setien, Barcelona. But I don't know if you'd want the players running around with blindfolds on. I don't think I would, no. I'm <laughs> at the moment, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what... Maybe that's what Carlo's doing, but like forgetting to take them <laughs> off when they go out of the pitch. Wait, what about our neighbours, our noisy neighbours? They're not doing so bad, are they? Struggling a bit, to be fair. I mean, we did. I mean, we've thrown away after points this season. At, well, once, but you, you know that was still two points you threw away. I know that was disgraceful. I mean, against the worst team we played as well, probably. 
so hard for us. That's what's making Everton's place worse is how well Liverpool are playing. Yeah, this is the problem. You're constantly comparing yourself when you should, you know, there's no need to do that. You need to just look at getting yourself in order and working on yourself and forgetting what we're doing. It's hard though because living in the city, yeah, Liverpool supporters are so smug. Honest to God, they are. They are like, well, you know. I can't argue with that. I would be as well because I've been put up with my auntie and my cousins for so long, constantly in my ear every time we did, you know, we failed to win. Oh, you just, it's time to give it back, like, you know what I mean? I can't see any team stopping them, can you? And, and I've talked the league's over, I mean, from actually beating them. Uh, well... I think he might change the side up a bit towards the end of the season if when if if it when I wins it if he wins it early, I think he might start changing the side up. Plus, yeah, that surprises me. Plus, we never looked that good. I think he wants the uh, or the unbearables as we call it. <laughs> well, if you want to know how Liverpool are doing, you know what they say: ask an Evertonian. <laughs> I was waiting for you to get that one in, but I thought, no, I'll do it then. <laughs> yeah, they're well. And you know what surprised me? Never been a big fan of Jordan Henderson, but the guy's growing on me. I think, to be honest, I think he's he's because he doesn't run like the way everybody else does. He looks funny when he runs. And I think that's, you know, it does. The visual, you know, we are affected by what we see. Becomes sticks in our head, doesn't it? If you see what I mean. Yeah. If a player moves like he's silky in that, we tend to rate him higher than his actual ability a lot of the time. And Henderson doesn't. He's, uh, he's improved a lot. It obviously is not being compared to Gerrard anymore as well. I was never a Gerrard fan, to be honest with you. No, but I mean, uh, as a for you know, for, as a player, everyone was comparing him to Gerrard. You know, yeah, I see that. Yeah. You know, he's not a Gerrard player. It's not where he plays. So, he surprised me. He's, he's be, I think he'll get player of the season. To be honest with you. I hope so. I wouldn't fully deny it. I wouldn't deny it. Bloody hell. Uh, good job That's I'm sat down. Oh. I think I might have just uh, got a bit funny then. I thought I heard you say Jordan Henderson deserves player of the year. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> you know, I've been one of his biggest critics. But I, I hold my hands up and say, you know, Fair play to the guy. I think he's worked hard. I think he's fitted into the Klopp's system really well. And he's running the side at the moment. And I can't say no higher praise than that for the guy. No, when you're running the top team in Europe, you can't really argue with it, can you? You can't, no. no. So have you got anyone that compares, you know, that you could say in the future would... You know, if you were looking at the Liverpool team, is there anybody in that Everton squad that you think would fit in? You know, would would get in the Liverpool side right now? Uh, 
Possibly Richarlison. Who would he replace? Would he replace? Uh, maybe Firmino. Bobby Firmino. Really? No. Yeah. I, everyone thinks Bobby Firmino is fantastic. He I'm is. not his biggest fan. Oh, no. He, not, he's the I'm key the to the way fan. we play. I know you're not his biggest fan, and I know sometimes you look at him and you think what he does when he's on the ball can not, you know, isn't always perfect, but it's the way he moves off the ball. It's the, just remember one thing, what Johan Cruyff said, a player only has the ball an average of three minutes in the 90 minutes. They only have the ball under their control. It's what you do in the other 87 minutes that makes you a great player. And he is fantastic in those 80. When he doesn't have the ball, he is head and shoulders above just about anybody. He's brilliant. I like him as a player. He does go missing at times, though. And I know you're saying it's the way he does off the ball. But for me, he goes missing in games quite, quite, quite a few times, actually. But, you know, I'm not saying he's not a good player, because he is, but the only way I could fit a player of Everton into the Liverpool side would be Rich Allison. Hmm. And he died there. If Manny left, replace him on the left. Or if... Don't or, say things like that. Oh, Maybe replace him, right? You're going to give me nightmares saying things like that. <laughs> Can't be having that. Who, Richardson? Yeah, he is a good player. I know he's got his antics and all that. He's still only young. But he is a very good player. The ability's there, but he's got to get his head sorted, hasn't he? Yeah. Hanging around with Neymar has done no things. Because he's just a disgrace of a footballer. But he man. worships Neymar. I was reading the thing. You know, he's very much, that's his hero and that's who he aims to be like. And that worries me. Oh, yeah. It's like, God, of all the players you could pick, please not him. <laughs> Do you know Everton's biggest problem is going to be getting these players off the wage bill? Who's going to take them? You'd have to get, well... I, I mean, who's going to give the likes of Sigurdsson and Schneiderlin a hundred thousand pound a week? They're not going to. No, but if their their contracts must be up soon, surely. I think they both got another two or three years each. Oh Jesus, that's scary. So you let's say you're the manager, now, you know, you're the one choosing the players and that now. What kind of... Because obviously you need to have a policy to look at. It's like Man United have gone young and British. And that's why they ended up with Slabeg, because they couldn't find a decent British defender. So they bought him instead. But, you know, would would you go down that route? Or would you just... uh, Especially knowing that we might have changes with the uh, Brexit thing and all that, we might end up with, you know, and there's homegrown limitations and that... Would you go down that route, or would you look abroad still for the cheaper? Still look abroad. Yeah. Well, I'm Phil... a better quality of player. Mm-hmm. And fill through the fill up the spaces through the youth academy. Then would you? Oh. I was just wondering because you've got like the Holgates and uh, Calvert Lewin people like that. You've picked up cheap from the UK. Yeah. 
I'm doing this, yeah. You know, would you not want to carry on down that route a bit further? I, I do like, I, I love the academy. I love the uh, the Everton Academy, them coming through. I, we all love to see that. But you've got to have good players around them. Hmm. You can only have so many of them in your side of the homegrown talents. Yeah. Like everyone's reading about this Jaden Sancho now. And to be honest, we're talking 150 million for him. Two, no, no, I no, don't no. Think no. 200 million because his agent wants 50 million pounds paid. Yeah, I heard that, yeah. 50 million pounds for an agent's fee. Yeah, me one of them jobs. Well, you could do if you get in now before they, because uh, because FIFA are trying to set up rules limiting the amount agents get, which obviously hasn't gone down well. And why why they're looking to get him moved quick? Is agents looking to sell him now? Um, you know, before, if you get in quick, like you can do. I mean, it only takes it's very easy to do. One of my pet hates is uh, agents. I think they've ruined the game. I really do. Yeah. Taking all money out the game. There are some decent ones out there. I mean, I, I know a few are really good ones, but yeah, there's especially once they dere- FIFA deregulated it, and that made them real mess of things. Yeah, you know, taking as much as the players, like Mino, Mino Raiola, when he got uh, how much did he get? Twenty-two million on the sale of Pogba. That's an amazing amount of money, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, this Jaden Sancho move, 50 million. I mean, things like that, it's just ridiculous. It is, yeah. Money should be going into grassroots football for me. You know, trying to improve the national side. Yeah, well, yeah, anything. Anything, no, but it shouldn't be going in an agent's pocket. There's there's no need for it. So uh, I, I, you have 10%? Have you 10% or so your 15%, whatever it is? <laughs> Hello, hello. Oh, oh, God. Here's Ed's trouble six. Oh, no. Oh, we'll have to stop talking about him now. Oh, God. So we'll Is that an aboriginal fella? Don't worry, we haven't been talking about you, honest. <laughs> How you doing, guy? How you doing, Billy? I'm doing good, thanks. How are yourself? Not bad, mate. Not bad. What's going on? Where are we? Do we, we talking about yeah, we've finished now. We've now you've come on. <laughs> this is crazy, man. I couldn't believe you up before. And yeah. now it's perfect. Yeah, I I figured out what the problem was. You. Yeah, VPN. I needed the VPN back on. Oh, perfect, mate. You guys finished up? Not well, not quite. Like okay. was, no, we were just uh, just uh, just winding you up, mate. Don't worry. Oh, cool. What you were. Uh... What is it? An Everton one or a general one? Yes, an Everton special. <laughs> That'd be two minutes then. <laughs> For the, the next champions, it is. <laughs> oh, well, sorry, Billy. How are you? I'm good, you know. Good man, good man. Um, I bet you're a little bit chuffed about Ancelotti signing an extended ten-year contract. No, I like Ancelotti. Some don't like him, but I like him. I think that, honestly, it, truth be told, I think it was the best you could do at the present moment. I was just saying that to Tris, that I think it was the best we could have done at the time. Yeah, he'll stabilise you. I hope so. 
and his you son will it. soon lose their fitness. Yeah. <laughs> what fitness? The important, the important question is the one that we're, everybody seems to be missing: is what's happened to our Kendall's watch? Kendall's watch. Didn't you wear the cut every single five? It was like literally every five minutes during the game, Everton were playing when Ferguson was in charge. You know, Duncan Ferguson, obviously, not Alex, before people get confused. <laughs> yeah, when he was in charge here for a bit, all that you heard on the commentary was, and he's been given the watch of Howard Ferguson by his widow to, you know, for luck. And it still works, you know, and, and that was it. They'd just go on about it for. Hours, and you're thinking, there's a game of bloody football on. Shut up about the damn watch. Done well, Ferguson. Seriously underrated manager, that Wilkinson. Who? Wilkinson. I thought he was seriously underrated. We're talking about Howard Kendall. (laughs) Howard Wilkinson. Oh, my God. What am I talking about? He was underrated, Howard Wilkinson. Yeah, well, he was long border, weren't he? (laughs) That was in his own family, let alone the football family. <laughs> but Kendall, yeah, brilliant. I, and he's a good friend of my uncle's, so, yeah, careful what you say. <laughs> it was great. They were really close. So where did you guys get up to? We've discussed Everton. Yeah, yeah. A little bit about the, the champions elect. Yeah, we just finished the Liverpool bit, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, cool. So I was going to say, um, uh, do you want me to get in on this, or do you yeah. guys? We're still recording, mate. So you're in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Want to talk about Manchester United now? You oh. what, mate? Want to talk about Manchester United now? All right, mate. Let's do it. Where do you think they're going wrong? The manager's a big start. Let's say so. Coach and staff, that's a second. And half the players. Yeah, and the um, the lack of a director of football. Yeah, well, they've been crying out for one, haven't they? But it still hasn't happened. I think... Not the man. I think what's happened is, I think there's been a, a clearly, obviously, a disconnect between the owners and the management structure. And I think... I I'm a, I I think that the Glazers, their heart's not in it anymore. Well, never oh, I think if they could get out, they would. Yeah, I think that they probably there's going to be some type of exit strategy within two or three years, and I think this is this um, what you're seeing now is probably the beginning of it. Can I just the- point something out here before you go get like? This isn't something that they, this isn't new. This is what they've been trying to do for a while. Is they the original plan was to sell um, on the stock market in I think it was Hong Kong, if I remember correctly, a while ago. This was the plan, but it just never happened. And then obviously the dad died anyway. So right. yeah, so it's kind of been all plans are put on hold. They had to sort out, you know, the kids taking over and all that, who does what and all these kind of things. So I'd assume the plan still is eventually to sell bits, you know, sell it gradually off on the stock market and, you know, just take a massive profit because obviously the club's paid for their for it all itself. They're going backwards, aren't they? They're not, a, they're not progressing at all as a football club, are they? No, not in the slightest. 
but they've they have had success. I mean, they've had unparalleled success. Yeah, they have been, been brilliant side. They have been a brilliant side, but now they're not. Yeah, but that's that's natural. Nobody's going to be dominate for 30, 40 years. I mean, you're going to get the peaks and troughs. I mean, regardless of what you say, they've leveraged it, etc. Uh, they've had phenomenal, phenomenal success. And I think um, for people to just turn their back on them now, I think it's a bit glib. I think it's a bit... Um, uh, they should give... I, I mean, I don't know what their situation is now, whether they want to sell, whether they don't want to sell, but they need to... I mean... They need some support, I think. I think I think they've got a lot of players who are not Man United standard. It's it's definitely they've got to start from the bottom and, and and whether they've got the heart to do that, whether they're gonna put the money into the club to do that, it's got it's gotta be branch and roots. They've situation. spent a billion. They've spent a lot of money. I mean, it's not their fault that the people that, uh, well, I suppose it is their fault the people they employ are wasting the money, but they've made some really, really diabolical decisions when it comes to hiring, especially managers and um, the executives. I can't disagree with that. They've allowed themselves to get pressured by the fans too easily. The it fans always- are really on the case now over... Uh, yeah, I think it went wrong with David Gill leaving. I but, think that was the yeah. hugely wrong. I mean, how could you have a position, a, a situation? I mean, where you've got your two top men leaving at the same time, even though you know a year in advance it's happening. I mean, why not ask one to hang, you know ask one to hang on a year or bring in somebody to train with David Gill? for a year, you know, to learn exactly what he does and how, you know, Ed Woodward or whoever they're going to bring in to play, take his role. Why not have him in a year early to work with Gil and find out what exactly what he does and how things, how things work. Where, who, whose fault was that? At the club in general. I don't know who made the decision. I'm assuming that's the Glazers. I mean, they knew Gil was going and they knew Ferguson was going. They had plenty of time to sort something out. Yeah, but shouldn't it be on Gil to say, look, for the benefit of the club, I'm leaving. You need to appoint somebody quick or I train somebody. What's he that? done that with Moyes, didn't he? Vegas put Moyes forward and thought Moyes was the best thing since sliced bread to take over. Yeah, and but, but, never yeah. He had way too much power at that club. It was ridiculous the amount of power he had and. It wasn't his. It wasn't for him to appoint the next manager. It wasn't, but he did have a big say, and he got he got the manager's job. Do you think having him around still is causing problems there? Because I do. I think it's like because um, when Busby went, he carried on. He got a director's role and that, and they got relegated not long afterwards, a few years later, because he was always there, interfering, looking over the shoulder of the manager. And I think Ferguson's the same now he can't step back and just sit quietly in the corner can he and let everyone else make the decisions I just can't see it he's just not that type of person no I don't see that as a problem Tristan do you know why because if they get in somebody 
who has his own who's his own man. Somebody like I don't know Allegri or obviously not Klopp, but somebody of that stature, somebody of that personality, they're not going to take uh, Ferguson meddling in team affairs kind of thing. So they just need no. So to answer your question, no, they just need. You somebody say that, some... but this is Man United, and he's Alex Ferguson. He's the legend there. It doesn't matter how much you are your man. You yeah. know, he's the one that's got. You know, he's the one that's there in the powerful seat, and you're not gonna make. You're not gonna make it as a manager unless you please him first. Now, what was this? All right, saying that, uh, highlighting what you're saying. What was this relationship like with a strong man like say Van Hal? Did there was a friction between those two? Yeah, very much so. Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, Billy, thanks. <laughs> We just well, checking you were still alive, mate. Just <laughs> about. When you go quiet, it's quite worrying at your age. You know what I mean? Huh? I said it's quite worrying at his age. Do you know what we picked? Hmm? Hey, wait up, mate. I'm on Amazon Prime. I'm sending you a deliberate. It'll be there within two hours. <laughs> yeah, just, just don't, just don't Hang go on, yet. Hang then. on. <laughs> <laughs> he probably needs it. I've watched it. I've watched a few Everton performances this season. Yeah, so Ferguson, Alex Ferguson, is not going to go anytime soon, right? So the person that takes on the job has just got to know that he's going to be his skeptic is going to Spectre is going to be in the background no matter what. I can see that. Just as long as you don't park in this back at the uh, training ground, I think you're all right. So, who do you think? Do you think Ole will be gone end the season? I think so. Do yeah, you? Yeah, I really do. Hmm. I, I think he's only been there as a stopgap anyway until someone better comes available. The club, the club have shown no inclination to change him. They, uh, the only reason he'll go is if the fans turn on him. I think they've already started turning. Not the match goers. You watch it. You know, you hear it constantly. They're always chanting his name and stuff and singing songs about him. And it's when there's empty seats and they stop going. That's when he'll. That's when he gets us out. That's that's what it does. It these days. That's all traffic, to be honest with you. You're quite off. I don't think you'd be surprised anywhere. People will even season ticket holders will stop go, you know, stop bothering to actually go to game if they, uh, you know, if they turn on the manager. That's how. That's when you know it happens everywhere. That's now the, the new. That's United now the new decision maker. The problem with United is that you'd expect a team who've had such, such really uh, spell like they had for years at the top of the game. You're, you're expecting to maybe fall down a bit, but they haven't fell down a bit. They absolutely plummeted from being challenges to absolutely mid-table. They're a mid-table side, you know, to that. You're right, mate. I agree. They're mediocre. Uh, it's yeah. a bit like our podcasting skills, then. Mediocre is right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were no. I mean, we were great. It was great, and then then we brought in a new guy, and it just seems to have plummeted down. <laughs> By the way, did you know that if you go to Barbados, 
you can get a steak and kidney pie for four dollars seventy. Barbados. Yeah. And in Bermuda, you can get a cheese and onion pie for three forty, and you can get an apple pie for two pound twenty. And the same cheese and onion pie in Cuba will cost you one pound ninety. Right. But a steak slice will cost you four pound. Bago, you can get a chicken and mushroom pie for three pound, and a meat and potato one for less than a dollar. And the reason I'm telling you that is that that is the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, for <laughs> God. Oh, he's had jokes and words to this. Oh, I can't believe he just started listening to this. I thought you were going to do something about the, you know, about how much they cost the Everton, the pies, in comparison. <laughs> Do you ever remember that Chelsea uh, thing that went, you know, there's somebody took a photograph and put it online, it went, the Chelsea sandwiches, and they were like 20 grand. <laughs> 20 grand? Yeah, don't you remember? It was something like, was it 20? I think it was four grand or something for a sandwich. <laughs> it was a, you know, um, it was in the, you know, in the, like, in, in the uh, top, uh, top end bit, like. Seems a bit costly to me, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a proper price list, though, a legitimate price list, and it was it was real as well. It was like thousands of pounds for a sandwich. Like, what the? There's only had two who could afford that, I think. Well, I think that's who it was for, to be honest. I appreciated the joke, Billy, anyway. Did you? Cheers. No worries. <laughs> Have you heard his jokes, Bill? I wouldn't be getting too excited by his recommendation, to be honest. <laughs> so, would you work a lad, Pochettino, at United at the end of the season? It's United. Yeah, Posh at United? Yeah, maybe. I think he's gone, regardless of the attendances or whatever. Dwindling or not dwindling, I think uh, he's done at the it end of the have a new man come in. You can't give Ole two hundred million pounds to spend in in the summer. You just can't. It can if it's not mine. I don't mind then. <laughs> They're quite welcome to give him as much as they want, so long as I'm not contributing. Sancho. What's that, Bill? Think you're nice. We'll get Sancho. Two hundred million. I can't see it. I um I was reading on the site today. The Ed Ed zero zero two was saying um, that a lot of clubs have been put off by the fee, not just the transfer fee, but the eight, the, yeah, the, the the fifty million. Club. Yeah, fifty million. That's amazing. Is that good? We're in the wrong game here. What I've seen him. Yeah, I I I've got more worries about him. Bit of attitude. Missing training and stuff, that's not good. Oh, no. I, uh, I think he thinks he's a lot better than what he actually is. Agreed. He's good, but he's not there yet, and he needs to be working on that rather than asking about. Yeah. He, um, we don't need him. I mean, why would you want to replace him for Salah? I don't understand. What about Everton? Would you take him there seriously, Bill? 
Yeah, oh, I'd love him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after saying he's not that good, but you'd love him at Everton. He's, he's not as good as... If Everton would take Sancho. Yeah, you'd have to take Sancho, wouldn't you? Of course you would. No, I'm just saying he said he's not that good, but then, oh, yeah, I'd love him at Everton. <laughs> so because he'd be the greatest player in the world if he was at Everton. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> It's not great, but it's probably the best player that we have played. Yeah, I know. I was just... I mean, there's quite a few players that you could see that would fit in, you know, that would improve things, that aren't necessarily the greatest in the world. But as long as they take you up a step, that's what matters, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We'd love a couple of them players. Yeah. If I was Sancho, I'd stay another season at Dortmund, consolidate... And reinf- uh, reaffirm his great his his good his goodness and stay with Haaland. and I, I didn't go the season after because they 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 perform they they they're a dream team those two Haaland and Sancho. You play well, yeah. You know, they're the type of players you want, though, aren't they? Everyone wants them. Yeah, that's why they're in, they cost so much. To be honest with you, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think Haaland would have such a impact as he did at Dortmund. Oh my god, ridiculous! Is he is he really that outstanding yet that he deserves to? You know, is it that he's that good, or is he just coming yeah, at Trish, the right time? The Bundesliga ain't a pony league. The Austrian league, yes, but the Bundesliga isn't. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, is he just stepped into the right club at the right time to fit in? Because Dortmund are all out attack and can't defend. Very right. good attacking side. And you say the Bundesliga ain't pony, but it ain't. It ain't at its strongest. It's at its. You know, it's not at its best at the moment. Bayern aren't, aren't playing that well. None of the others are playing. You know, RB, RB Leipzig are probably the best team in it at the moment. And they're second. Yeah, exactly. But like you know, what I'm saying is that you know, that's the low. So it's not like it's at the highest it's ever been. It's not like it was when um, before Pep's moved in and took over from Otmar yeah. Hitzfeld when really the, the Bundesliga was fantastic at that point. So but you know, as he just I... lucked into the right time because it suits him. They're all out of tack, so everything, and he's getting lots of chances. Can he maintain it is what I'm asking, I think. I think so, yes. And I think he can do it. He can transfer those skills into the premiership as well. I really do. And I think he'd be a massive hit in Italy maybe as well. You know, I think he's that good. I what really about you, do. Bill? Do you? I like him. Don't worry. I don't think he's the best player. I like that Kai Habits. I like him. Liverpool being linked with him. And I think he's a better player. Hmm. I just went because like for that. years the Leeds supporters have been on about him because obviously he's born in Leeds and that and I'm talking years long before he joined the Austrian league even they've been on about him and I, so I've obviously kept an eye on him and I thought like every time you watch him you think this lad can't stop you know he's got something but I can't quite figure out how he does it you know what I mean it's not like Ian Rush where he was you could see how he scored the goals it Harlan doesn't seem to be that he doesn't seem to have the best touch he doesn't seem to have the best technique of striking but he just seems to score goals it's it's amazing 
That's what it's all about in the end, those scoring goals, isn't mm. it? You know, if you can do that on a regular basis, you, you, you know, you're a good player, aren't you? Yeah, that, that, it's just amazing how far he's come in such a short time. Yeah, but you, he's, he's very economical. I've seen him play a few times now for Dortmund, but he's, his goal per chance radio, ratio is very, very high. He doesn't waste many chances. No, he does and seem to hit the target. I've got to give him that. That's one thing you don't... And if you hit the target, you've got a great chance of scoring. And look at look at Owen. He used to have thousands of chances a game. I don't. And... <laughs> It's been a topic, isn't it, on the sides? Uh, about Michael Owen. People like him, people don't like him. Uh, I'm not a fan of his as a person. Well, I, I can remember my uncle going out and giving him grief because he was wandering around. He was supposed to be off in. He was out injured from Liverpool and he was wandering around. And my uncle went running out to go and give because he lived opposite him. Went out to give him some stick about why is he, you know, why is he wandering round if he's that bloody, he's not limping or anything. If you're that, if you're not, if you, you know, if you're not fit enough to play, you should be in bed or something like that. <laughs> but I never liked him to be honest. I saw what he was like with the kids and that the youth team players and that, and he bullied them. He expected them to, you know, play card games with him, high stakes card games. Uh, you know, See- when they didn't have money. You got to remember, but if they didn't play, you know, if they weren't in his clique, they weren't going to get a chance. So, my only problem with him was he signed for Man United, and no, couldn't care less he, about that. He was already dead to me the moment he moment he left Liverpool. Yeah, but you know, I hear you. But you know, at that stage of your career, you've got so much money. You're not. I mean, you've got generational wealth, and why go and sign for United? Because I mean, the game was only ever about money to him. Even at the start, it was always about the money. That's what I'm... That's all he was interested in. He couldn't give a toss about it. He come out with all this, I'm a Liverpool, you know, I'm a red, you know, always a red and all this. Like, nonsense. You're just interested in the money. They're the ones that are get, you know, get your money. So that's who you say you support. Yeah. That's all it is. He should never have went to United. No, I totally agree. And the thing is, I don't care where you go to and, I mean, how much money you earn. That doesn't bother me. But, you know, you don't have to stain your legacy by signing for your arch rivals. I mean, that's the only thing. Nobody's going to appreciate his exploits, goal-scoring exploits, winning the FA Cup, etc. And all they're going to think about is he signed for United and it's just tarnished his legacy and left, left a bit of time. It did, yeah, very much so. It's strange because there's very few players that can sign for a rival team ever anywhere in the world you talk about, you know, can sign for the biggest rivals and get away with it. There's very few players that can do that. Yeah, OK. Highlight what you just said, Billy. Um, what's the, I don't know, but what, what do people feel about Rooney signing for United? Uh, that was a bit of a different scenario. That's that saved Everton Football Club at the time. Gotcha. Okay. When uh, he went, the forty million was reinvested, and it got us a good few players, and so he was better thought of. But when he come back and he started kissing the United badge in front of the Gladys Street, that all changed. <laughs> yeah, that killed it. Yeah. 
But that's a, that's a different thing anyway, because they're not your direct rivals, are they? Really, Man United? Oh, they are now. Yeah, but I mean, it's like you know, a Liverpool Man U or Liverpool Everton. Like, I bet you hate Barnby, don't you? And who's the other one? Abu Zavi, in mind, you know, you're probably just glad to be rid of him, to be fair. Get rid of him, yeah. I remember when he signed, I was on uh, I was on nights. And the Evertonian, one of the Evertonians on the shift came in and he said to us, You've signed Abu you're signing Abu Zavia and I was just like like the ex- the excitement in his face. I've never seen someone so happy to be rid of a player before. There's many years ago, I remember Gary Ablett, God rest his soul. Yeah. And Peter Beatley. Yeah. 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 He was a good player for both clubs against each other, wasn't he? Yeah, he had a bit of a release when he went to Everton. Yeah, he was very good for Probably sold too too early, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else was? Who else has made the trip across? Um, Barnby, <laughs> you've mentioned, as Avia. Uh, One years ago, uh, who was that? Years ago, there's so few, isn't there? There's only like six or seven, I think, in total. Yeah. I think. What's going on with... Um, oh, I know, with Sheedy. Kevin Sheedy. Yeah. That was yeah. the one I was saying. I knew there was another one, another big name, like... That Everton team of the 80s was special. Oh, brilliant. Uh, what a great midfield we had there. Bracewell, Reed, Trevor Stephen, marvellous. They were that good. They were nearly as good as Liverpool. That's how good they were. Remember us. You know, you put your reserves <laughs> out. They stole some pieces in the cup. We done the same with you in the 80s. We put out a scratch side and beat us 1-0 in the derby. Yeah, I remember. I remember I'm that. still recovering. That- I still maintain that the colossus in that team was Neville Southall. Oh, wonderful well, keeper. keeper. Yeah, great keeper. A nice man as well, a gentleman. With a brain. And, and my, an ex-girlfriend of mine, I, I remember just watching some, I can't, she, her mother was there anyway, watching the football around there and uh, Neville Southall come on, and I said something about him being nicknamed the Binman or something like that. And Emma said to me, Why does he have another job on the tide? <laughs> oh. <laughs> he just, well, if he did, he wouldn't be a Binman, would he? <laughs> He's a nice man, though, as well, you know. Yeah, I had a drink with him in, uh, in Wales in uh, the Lynx Hotel, where his dad used to do a bit of work. And, uh, he sat down with us. We were a, a team then, and we went there playing in, in North Wales. And we stayed in the Lynx Hotel, and his dad was there all the time. And he sat down with we sat down with Bill Southall and his dad, and we had a really good conversation, you know. And he was a really nice person, as well as a great footballer. Hmm. A wonderful Have keeper. Now. <laughs> Yeah, he'd probably be still useful now. He'd probably be better than Pickford now, to be fair. Mostly because he filled the goal. He would fill the goal, wouldn't yeah. he? He's a big man, man uh, now, isn't he? 
but he he's probably... I'd say he's healthy and he's definitely enjoyed retirement. That's oh, for sure. yes. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like he's at a boss. Billy, talk to us about have you um have you guys spoken about Pickford and all the flack he's getting? Is it warranted? Yeah, we have, yeah, we spoke about that first up. Uh what's your view on him? I like you said about um Sancho, I think he's got ideas of grandiose. I think he's not a very good goalkeeper. I think he come out he can make some stunning saves, but that's just uh, not good enough. And, that's exactly like, what we were saying. Well, no, that was what you were saying. I, I see. I, I think the stunning saves, the flashy saves he makes, a lot of the times, if it was somebody else, they'd save them easily. But he makes them look difficult because he's so far out of position, and I think that's yeah, the problem with him. Now, have you guys? Have you? Has Ancelotti got the balls to sell him? Absolutely, yes. But it's whether he believes that he's going to get anyone better That's with the it. money he's got to spend. My nan's available. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think there's any problem getting better than Pickford, let's be honest. Yeah, and you could probably get him for, you could get better for cheap, uh, uh, for not a bad price either. Do you know, this is like what that, I think we I think we found Tom Davis's position. You were saying you're not quite sure. Stick him in goal. He can't be any worse. <laughs> At least he's got yeah, arms. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Meghan Markle's looking for a job. She'd do a, she'd do a job for Everton. Ah, uh, yeah, but she wants to go to Canada, mate, so that's no good. She'll have to join the Canadian Premier League. You, uh, Everton have come third in that league. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think they might struggle. Do you reckon you'll finish what? top six? I think we'll finish top six. All the teams are taking points off each other. Yeah, if you just... can go on a run of four or five games, we will be No one's taking points of Liverpool, mate. Uh, yeah. No, I was just having a look at the table now. I was just thinking, I actually think you... I can't argue with that at all. There's only Wolves I could see as a danger to you, really. Sheffield United, I think, will do all right. But like I said to you earlier, I fancy Leicester to drop out and it's dropped down. It's just whether you can catch them. I think that was good as what people think have been saying now. I did say to you at the start of the season, I thought they were in a false position. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Billy, what did you say? I didn't get that. Leicester aren't as good as what people have been saying they are. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. They're not that good a side for me. You know, they've done really well. I think they've punched above the weight. But I don't think that they've got the squad to actually keep it going. Yeah. It's always the and same. And they've run out. Hmm? I think they've run out of um, steam as well. It's the Brendan uh, yeah, Rodgers effect. Yeah. It's the Brendan Rodgers effect. He has, a good, he has a good run early on, but when things t- you know, when things start going wrong... He blames everyone else, and that doesn't fix problems. To be fair to the guy, though, he's done he's done well at Leicester. I didn't think he'd do, he'd do as well as what he did. No, he, he's Coming when he starts, he always starts off well. It's just he can't maintain it, and gradually it just falls back. But guys, Billy Tristan, he inherited yeah. a decent 
squad as well. Yeah, let's exactly. face it. Yeah, yeah, isn't that a decent squad? I mean, I mean, he had Mopewell bought a lot of that, lot of that squad. Yeah, they, 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 he was inherited. It wasn't Claude Puel, though. I'd just like to point that out. They have a separate uh, recruitment system. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's like you know, it was done. I mean, Puel had the input, but it wasn't his signings as such. People like Ndidi but, were already there. They would, I mean, Ndidi was brought in to replace Kante. Yeah. I can't not brilliant. as good as Kante, but he's good. See, that's the player you should be buying, I think. Yeah, yeah, really, really good player. Or the other one, because they hadn't. They've got another one who's, but he picked up a few inches. Is it Mendy? The other one? They had two of them. Yeah. I think it's Mendy, but I can't remember off the top of my head. One of them, just buy one of them. Make a world of difference in your midfield. And that's Gamin turns out to be as good as as I thought he would be before I jinxed him. <laughs> but, yeah. the, but the thing, the the positive thing about Ancelotti, he comes with a um, smorgasbord of contacts across Europe. I so, was saying that before. What's that, bud? Saying that before it's a trip. Yeah, I mean, he'll unearth some gems, that's for sure. You'll get some decent plays in at Everton next season. Marcel Brands doesn't stop him, you know. <laughs> do you think he's got tenure there, or do you think some he'll get found out, uh, Brands? I don't know. Uh, I, he's been a bit of a disappointment to me, Marcel Brands. I thought he was going to bring a lot better than what he, he recruited. He came with a lot of fanfare, didn't he? He did, yeah. Everyone said he was the best available. Do you know, Dan, I... he did. Mm, sorry, go on. But it just doesn't, I don't think it's worked out for him as ever. One minute, one minute. Did Tristan just say sorry, go on, when he interrupted? Yeah, well, I, I always show respect <laughs> to my elders. Bloody hell. I, I show respect I to the elderly. That. <laughs> I, was, I was just I was going to say anyway I think having Ancelotti will help well, in that respect because he'll listen to Ancelotti you know Ancelotti's got when you bring in a manager and you pay him the third highest wage in the world you're not going to oh, wow. you're not going to annoy him or take you know you're not going to so if a, if a battle comes down between what Brand says and what Ancelotti says Brands is gone, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. So I think that now, might help. Here's a question for you, lads. Do you think Ancelotti has got the uh, power and the sway and the uh, allure to bring in people like Ruiz and Mertens from Napoli, that calibre type of player, to Everton? He's got the ability to do it, but... I don't think you'll have the financial clout to do it. You might struggle to get players from Napoli, considering most of them wanted, you know, they like him, but they didn't like working with him. I mean, you're talking about the financial clout, um, Billy, but but highlighting what um, uh, Tristan said, I'm pretty sure they hired him on the basis that they'll give him a decent transfer kitty. Otherwise, I don't think he would have come, no? Would he just come for a wage? I'm not sure. I don't think he's just coming for the wage. I think he wants to improve the club, and I think he wants to improve his own reputation. You, know, like, you think but, so, do you? Yes, yeah, I think he's, and he's, I think he's, he's, got, he's 
being promised money. But where it's going to come from is getting rid of players he's got at the moment. And that's not going to be easy because people aren't going to pay the likes of Schneiderlin, Sigurdsson, players like that, £120,000 a week. And so well, I'm not going to be able to get rid of them. Is Schneiderlin on that much? He came from Man United, remember? Yeah, just true, under yeah. 100, just under 100. See, with all due respect, there isn't many gems in that team that can, people can cherry pick. I mean, apart from, say, Richardson. Yeah, but he went to the middle in, in the stands. They wouldn't... Uh, the uh, supporters would go mad if he went. You can't sell your best players. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. You know, you only do that when you desperately need the money to stave off um, financial doom, like you did with Rooney in the past, basically. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I see, that's why I think that they'll spend money, because there isn't anybody to sell. And obviously you're saying you can't sell Richardson, so I think the money is there, but whether you can attract that calibre of player, I don't know. So maybe... Sorry, well, it's paying pay for them. We, we, we'll attract... That's a place for Dan Chelsea being the manager. Yeah, but yeah. It's then fallen foul of FFP because we're in a bit of trouble. You know, we are in a bit of trouble where that's concerned. Isn't it a hundred You're already a hundred odd million, and you've got like two years to be, you know, a hundred million debt, and you've got to break even. Over three years, so you've got to get 110 million back over the next two years, haven't you? Or something like something that. Like that. It's, it's so complicated. I don't even get involved with the money side of it. But I know, I know we are very close to uh, not having a lot of money to spend, and he needs money. Angelotti needs money. And what's happening with the uh, two two questions, three questions? Is there any superstars in your academy coming through that's going to save you money? Number two, what's happening with Usmanov? Is he going to come on board? And three, what's happening with the uh, new stadium? Uh, let's go to the new stadium. Can we Brand just stop Norton. there? Can we just stop there and give a moment of applause for, for them? He actually counted correctly. That's the first time he's ever counted to three in his <laughs> life. I think we need to stop and say, well done. Well done. Yeah. Right, now now you can answer the question. Sorry. <laughs> Bramley Moore is going to be the making of Everton. But you've got to be in a position to... properly, which, which they will. They will get it financed. I was not going to help with that. And so that's a go That'll be done within four years. <clears throat> in my what, and it'll make Everton... Finished? Finished in four years, yeah. Okay. It'll be finished in four years. What's the capacity there? Gonna be sixty-five, I think. Well, well. No, Damn. just sixty-five, not sixty-five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Give you that. They might even fill it some days. <laughs> four less than your average crowd this season. But that's uh, that's going to be the making of heaven. Uh, on the youngsters coming through, there's 
there's no one really outstanding, to be honest right. with you, what I've seen of them. I don't watch much of the under-23s, but I haven't heard great reports about anyone being fantastic, you know what I mean? But, you know, there's good lads coming through. But, you know, where do they get a start? It's hard for young academy players to get a start. Question. You've forgotten what the other question was, haven't you? Oh, no, I've forgotten, yeah. I, was, uh, I knew it. There was the uh there was the uh um the stadium, there was the academy players, and I can't remember the other one. <laughs> can't have been oh, important. Oh. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You were too so, excited about counting to three. No, yeah. <laughs> too busy patting myself on the back. Um, I feel like I'm watching Sesame Street here. <laughs> you like a big bird, don't you, Tristan? <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? So we've done Everton. We've touched upon uh, Man United. What, what else did you guys do? Did you don't do let the, the dominating force? That is uh, the juggernaut. That is the red machine, Liverpool. Yeah, and we loaded up uh, Jordan Anderson. Yeah, and we discussed Bill Kenwright and Speedo Mick and Everton in the community as well. We talked about. Oh, good stuff! Brilliant, excellent. There are good points there. There are uh, in talking points with Everton. Yeah, because they did. That's why I've got, I've got them written down. Don't worry, I actually took notes. Very unimpressed, didn't you? Hey? You've learned to write. write you've learned to write. In I've the learned last to write, have I? <laughs> <laughs> if I had, you'd be receiving a legal form. I tell you. Learned to write, mate. You'd be getting served, mate. If I'd learned to write. Who's coming up from the championship? Ooh, that's a tough one. I want to see Brentford up there, to be honest with you. I want to see Leeds. Me too, I'd Bielsa. To I'd love to see Leeds back. They're a big club, but I'd like to see them back. Oh, I couldn't give a toss about Leeds. It's just Bielsa. I love him. He's I mean, like Bielsa. But uh, what's happening with Bielsa? He's losing it. I mean, he, he, I don't get it. I think the last two seasons, he's had their odds on to go up and then all of a sudden but he just... Remember had... where they were when he took over. He had a team that was struggling. You know, they weren't competing for the pro- promotion at all before him. So he's turned them into promotion challenges. Then, in the summer, the you know, the owners sold the best, the better players. What do you expect? He hasn't replaced them. So, you know, they're where they are because they're, you know, they've just taken a few loans instead. I mean, you know, that's what happens when you're a championship club that doesn't invest or can't invest? I don't know which. Did you watch them against Arsenal? Yeah, they were excellent in the first half and then got battered yeah. in the second. But they were first half, they were marvellous, weren't they? They were like a proper premiership team. Yeah, but he also plays fantastic football. Yeah. Do you don't think Baggies will come up then? Do you think they've shot their load as well? I think that would well, be the they? So, yeah, but they're, they're struggling. West Brom, they're yeah, they, no, them and Leeds have just dropped. You know, they were miles ahead. I mean, Leeds were ten points clear of third place at one point and second. Now they're on they level on points with West Brom now, and there's no gap. West Brom, 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 West
Seven points. Six or five points clear. Yeah, but it's, they've gone miles clear when Leeds start, and now they've suddenly started it. They've hit a bad foot patch of form as well, and everyone's caught up. Hey, listen to this, lads. Nottingham Forest on fifty-four points. Brentford, mm. Brentford on fifty-four points. Fulham on fifty-six. Leeds United on fifty-six, and West Brom on sixty-two. There's some great clubs there. Yeah, yeah. Where? I do like Brentford. I must admit, I, I've always liked Brentford. They, they play good football. I mean, Brentford in the Premiership would be such a uh, story. I, the only, I, you know, I mean, Fulham are a nice club and they play nice football, but they're like, you know, they're not really like going to get your the juices pumping when you got to play them, are they? Is what I mean. It's not like, oh, you got to face Fulham. Oh, it's a big game. You know what I mean? It's not exciting. It's the same with Brentford. Liverpool playing Brentford or Everton playing Brentford. It ain't going to make you turn over if you're a neutral, is it? Oh, it isn't, but it's nice to see them come up for a year. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, well, I thought that was exciting because Blackpool were playing great football and they went for it. Brentford play, <laughs> Brentford and just play possession game, football. Do you know what happens, what, a, what a, uh, a profound effect it has on the uh, economy when clubs like uh, this go up? It, it has wonderful effects. So if somebody like a Brentford goes up, house prices will go up. Yeah, and but like, the London's already getting all the money in the country, so let's have a, let's have some more northern teams up. So they'll sell. You know, the uh, London teams, let's have some... Not so much the South, just London teams. They've got plenty in there. There's already five or six in the league. Let's have some, you know, some from elsewhere. Yeah, I wouldn't mind Forest. I want to see, actually, I want to see Leeds go up because I want to see Leeds and Man United go at it. Yeah, yeah, that's two. That's a good game. That's the only reason Leeds fans want to go up. They absolutely hate each other. Mm. I think it's a worse right. I think it's a, it's worse hatred than Man United Liverpool. I just like to see teams like Barnsley come up. You know, ones that like the area, the areas in a slump when they came up, and it turned it around. It you know gave the whole town a good a goodwill feeling. When before it was a real mess, and it's they still look back on it. They make movies about it in Barnsley. You know what I mean, and stuff like that. It's still. You know, that's the kind of teams I want to come up. Rather than the Brentfords that are, you know, fairly well-to-do area. It's, you know, it's not really that exciting, is it? I like Brentford a lot. I've spent a lot of time in Brentford. I've got nothing, I've got to be honest, I've got nothing against Brentford as a club or anything like that. I just mean, it's not heard like, um, I'm trying to explain, you know, the, the Barnsley where they were, desperately poor place it was in the middle of, you know it was after the miners strike and all that and they were in a real mess the, the city was a mess at the time you know there was no money there whatsoever and it sort you know it helped bring the popular you know cheer everyone up and that that's the kind yeah. of team you know that's what i'm oh, saying yeah. is poor I, like I like the social aspect of it yeah I mean, Brentford, you know, it's not even like it's that, it's not a feel good story because they've been bankrolled by Matthew Bentham using his billions dollar um, uh, stats agency to sort out the players and that. You know what I mean? It's like uh, they're a nice enough club. I've got nothing against them. 
Everyone knows well, them because they got four pubs at the ground, you know, one in each corner and all that. Though even that's going to be gone soon because they're moving to a new ground. They've got eight more games in the ground where they are now. Where are they moving to? What um, part of? Uh... Just down there. It's it's within sight of the ground, I think. Okay, gotcha. Because uh, I've been to that ground a fair few times because it borders Ealing Broad and West Ealing, so I know that area really well of West London. It's a lovely little area. You're right. It's not exactly depressed or anything. So. Yeah, exactly. That's why, that's why, I mean, it's a, you know, it'd be nice if they came out. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be against them. It would be nice to watch, but it's nice rather than exciting, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Like Blackpool uh, and Barnsley, it's exciting. You know, you never see Sheffield United, another one. It's really exciting to see them up. I don't know if Brentford would have the same effect. <coughs> have we, uh, did we speak about Pep thinking he's going to get fired if he loses, if he doesn't win the uh, Champions League this season? Oh, we haven't spoken to him, City. Oh, no, we haven't, have we? No. Well, it was supposed to be an Everton podcast, so that's understandable, really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, somebody signed. Somebody sat at to butt in and take over, though, don't they? You know, spoil it. <laughs> oh, it's not like there's much to talk about with Everton, is there? Because he's doing so well. Know, that. We're on the way up. We're coming back with a vengeance from next year. So, right, let's let's get this on record now. You think you're going to finish sixth this season? How do you think it's going to go? You know, how do you see next season going? Next season, we're going to be on the verge of Champions League football. It might be fifth, it might be fourth, it might be third, but we'll be around there next year. Are you being sincere, Billy? I am absolutely sincere, yeah. No, you haven't got blue blinkers on. It's just you. Hand on heart, you believe you're going to be third or fourth? Fourth or fifth, yeah. We might just miss out, but we're going to be around the fourth spot. I didn't think people did drugs at your age. Yeah. <laughs> I've never took drugs in my life, by the way. I should have done. To be, I never have. Well, you smoke and you drink. I mean, now you know alcohol's a drug, caffeine's a drug. I mean, you know, anyone that says that is... It's just the, the gen, you know, how hard the drugs are is the only difference between any of us. Yeah, I've never actually took hard drugs. Do you know, I'm I looking at, I was looking at the table now and I was thinking, I actually could, you know, it's, but I think Wolves will give you a good game. I can see them improving. You yeah, they'll, they'll, give us, they'll, they'll have a go themselves for next year. Yeah, Chelsea will still be in there. And then there's Liverpool Man City, obviously. You've got to have a fantastic well, you only have to look at Sheffield United to see it doesn't necessarily require the best players in the world to compete. It doesn't, no. 
You're right. They've done really well, haven't they? They work hard for each other. They really do. And that's what it's all about. I no, love... They haven't got superstars. Mm. Well, I love that quote from Chris Wilder when someone said about praising his team for working hard. He said, no, that's the least I expect or something along those sort of lines. Is, I'm not going to praise them for working hard. I expect that and that should be a given. Uh, he's absolutely right as well, isn't he? Yeah. I, I don't mind if Everton lose if they're all trying. You know what I mean? I don't like them losing, but I can accept the loss. But when they, when they look as though they're not trying, it's the most infuriating thing you can ever be in football. Hmm. Like pulling out of 50-50 challenges and stuff like that. Yeah. That is, there's it's nothing worse, is there? Like Schneiderlin does, you know. <laughs> you don't like him, do you? No. Schneiderlin, you don't like him, do you? No, I don't like him and I don't like uh, Sigurdsson for the same reason. Do you not... They don't give 100%. Do you not think Schneiderlin's improved under Ancelotti? He goes through these phases, he has two or three good games, and then he falls back again into his old trap of not looking bothered. And, you know, he'll have three or four good games, and everyone is saying, oh, look, he's doing it, and then he falls back again. Always happened. Would, would you keep Walcott? No, he's gone. He's uh, he's not. He wasn't the greatest player when he came, but he's regressed. He has the odd good game. But, Billy, let me ask yeah, you. I don't what, the what happened with Kuman? Oh. What went wrong? Kuman. Uh, it's hard to say what happened with him. He he lacked personality. And, he never really bonded with the players. No right. one really enjoyed playing with him, so I've been told. You know, right. playing with with uh, in his side, he's too regimented. And he doesn't right. fit the Everton mould either, does he? He doesn't fit the Everton as a club because he wouldn't get involved at all in the community work. Not at all. No. no. Yeah. And that's not what Everton's about. Um, he didn't seem to get the club. Yeah, it's like I was saying to you, you know, when we were discussing the manager earlier, and I was saying that's that's why I was thinking you needed not a not Sean Dyche, but a Sean Dyche or a Chris Wilder, someone who gets the club they're at and fits the club, yeah. rather than doesn't necessarily have to be the best coach in the world, just has to fit the club he's with. It was nice to see Carlo Ancelotti this week actually go down to the uh, Everton in the community and take part in, you know, the things they do there. And that's what you want to see from a manager. Especially on the money he's being paid, not being funny. But money aside, it's not just about money, is it? It's about commitment. It's about fitting in with the club and wanting to yeah. be part of it rather than aloof, which I think Kuman thought he was. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's an Everton are very much a community club and he... He's not a community person, is he, at all? It's a question for you, Billy. Sincerely, how many players and who would you get uh, in the current squad? Insensibly. I mean, you can't just, like, all 15 or whatever, but sensibly, who would you uh, get rid of? Who would I get rid of? Yeah. Uh, 
I would, if possible, get rid of Pickford. Right. I'd possibly get rid of him. If we had someone like Pope or someone like that who could come in. But I wouldn't yeah. want just a run-of-the-mill keeper. I wouldn't swap him for a run-of-the-mill keeper. Yeah. Uh, I'd keep all the meaning. Why? I think he, he can do a job. He's, he's strong and he's athletic. And he's not the greatest reader of the game, but he's, you know, he's... He's a decent player, so I'd keep hold of him. I'd keep hold of Dina. Improvement there with Mina. I think he's. I think he's. Uh, he's fitting in. Right. Okay. I, th- I think he's going to be. Uh, and he's not going to be a well beater, but I think he, he can hold a place now. Right. I think Cole would make go. I think since his injury, he hasn't been the same, and he's on the last legs of his career. Right. I, mean, I think he might. I'd get rid of Keane as centre-half, right. yeah. sell them to Akrington. I'd personally get rid of Schneiderlin and Sigurdsson. Right. But I can't see us getting rid of both of them. I think one of them might go. Right. And possibly Walcott. And I don't know about a Wobie. But they're you the ones who I'd like to... Him or you don't rate him? Who? Sorry, mate, I didn't get that. Who don't you think I rate? Uh, you don't rate a Wobi, or you you're not sure about him, or you're not sure whether sure he's... About, um, oh. he he has some some decent games and he has good spells in games, but he he's not that convincing to be someone who you'd say, oh, I'd want him on my, my side. I have. I think he's a good impact. So. Yeah. I have to be honest, mate. I think you should have saved your 35 million on him. What's that, mate? And bought who? No, and not bought anybody. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I think you should have saved your 35 million. I think you could have bloodied a youngster and would have done a job. It was a bit of a panic bite. It was yeah. last, last day of the window and Supporters were looking for evidence to do something and he become available and Machiri just chucked the money at him. Who did you buy? There was somebody else. Oh, it was Zaha, wasn't it? It was when the Zaha deal was like a no-go that you went for a Wobi. Yeah. I like Zaha. He's a bit of a diver, but so is Richie Alderson. But he, uh, he's a very talented kid and I like him. So, so why? Well, I don't know why. You know, he had his comments about oh, if they'd seen all the scars I've got on my calves, they wouldn't they, they yeah. wouldn't be moaning at me. Oh, shut off, you wuss! You've not been kicked at all. Most of them fouls that they he was, you know this that um, rotational fouling piece was on about were dives. One of them at least was him fouling the Sheffield United player. It's just ridiculous. None of them were actual kicks on him, and he's complaining about having scars. It's just a whiner. Not not for me. I, I don't think he's got the mentality to go to a big club. I think he's talented, you know. I really do. It's the mentality. is He hasn't got it for me. I think he's unplayable one in five or six games, and is if, is that good enough? I'm not sure. That isn't, that isn't good enough, but I think he's better than that. 
I think if he had others, a bit more service, uh, better players around him, I think he'd do a lot better than what he is at the moment. I agree. I think it'd be nice. To, it'd be good to see him in a different, in a better team, and see how he does for sure. And I think Everton is a natural progression for him because I don't think a top four club will take a chance on him. Well, he, he was Ever, Arsenal wanted to sign him, but they wouldn't pay the money, would they? But they're not, going to pay but they're not top four. I'm not saying they're top. Well, I mean that would have been the better thing for him because he's an Arsenal fan. That was where he wanted to go. <laughs> I would have seen. I would have loved to have seen him at Everton. Everton uh, Zaha and Richarlson on the wings would have been something. <laughs> oh God, no. Two <laughs> Oh my God! It'd just be the most frustrating watch on it. The two with the rolling around, holding their heads when their foot's been stood on. It would be the World Figure Skating Championship. Oh. <laughs> Tom Daly would be the new coach. <laughs> oh. What's um? Yeah, I think you guys will need a massive uh, a reboot in the summer, I think you will get rid of a lot of players and I don't think it will done. The transition won't be slow. I think you will get rid of five, six players in the summer and uh, start. I think we will. Because there's no point just keeping on to players for another year or two. I just, you're better off just getting rid now and starting again. You've, You've got to, but it's getting people to buy them on the contracts that they're on at the moment. They're on yeah. very good money and people won't pay that. For the, for the standard of player that they're getting, it's not, you yeah. don't get bang for the buck. If, we offer, if someone offers, you know, if we, we're willing to sell, say, Sigurdsson for 30 million and then someone wants to buy him and they've got to pay him £100,000 a week, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to do that. Not many clubs are going to be in a position to do that. Well, what usually happens in those situations is the the selling club plays a percentage of their salary for the new club. You know, backwards. Five-year contract that you sign in. Well, no. What usually happens is they pay the you know the salary that they currently get part of the salary they're currently getting. They carry on paying that up through the length of their contract. Right. Okay. To get it off the books. so what if I know? Say Schleiderlin, he signs for uh, Crystal Palace. He's on a hundred grand a week at Everton. So what you're saying is Everton will pay. Well, what's happening is Crystal Palace will say, "Well, we're only willing to pay seventy-five thousand. He says, "I'm not yeah. willing to take a cut." Everton want to get him off the books, so they agree to pay the twenty-five thousand yeah. to make it up. For, you know, they sign it, but I mean, it wouldn't be the twenty-five. That it would be spread over the length of the contract. So it it might be say. 20,000 or something like that. You know, they'd agree, yeah, so he'd take a cut of, say, 5,000 rather than 25,000. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. gotcha. Um, hey, should we talk about Pep? Let's talk about Pep, yeah? Let's talk about Pep, baby. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Don't know why that came in my head then. Quite, that was <laughs> I like that. <laughs> So he reckons he's going to get fired if he doesn't win the Champions League. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they'll get rid of him. Who are they going to get to replace him? Great question. Who? And the owners love him. They built the whole club around bringing him in. Everything (laughs) about it has been built to bring in Pep. And and then they think he's going to win them the Champions League. So why would they sack him just because he's failed a couple of times? 
Mate, I think he said that because he knows he's bulletproof. He's just taking the yeah. piss. He's bulletproof. He's been great, though, hasn't he, for the Premiership? He's brought a hell of a lot to the table. He's, he's the football they played last the last two seasons. Maybe not so much this year, but they're still great to watch, aren't they? Lovely team to watch. Yeah, but really, that's what happens when you get unlimited funds to assemble the most expensive squad in football history. I can see that, but you've still got to put that team out in the park, and you've still got to want to win. But when Billy, when they've got two two world class players, well, two excellent players for every position. I mean, you've got Silver and Silver vying for one spot, and then you've got De Bruyne and whoever vying for another spot. You know, it's it, I'm not saying it's easy. You're right. You still got to perform on the pitch, but it makes makes life a hell of a lot easier. And it does, yeah. And you know, I'm not saying he hasn't had the riches. He has had the riches, but. They're a great team to watch. And that's what you want to see. You want to see the Liverpools and you want to see the, uh, the Man Sissies of the game, don't you? you? You want to see them on telly. You want to go and watch them in, in, in grounds. Do you? You, well, don't want then, to watch you might want to tell Man City fans that because none of them are bothering. I've been a big club, Barcelona team. I think his Barcelona team, when they won, was it two or three Champions Leagues? I'm not sure. One wasn't it? When, what year was it when they beat Man United in the? That was just football from a different planet. Do you know what? I've it's... never been a particularly fan because it's too much possession and not enough of anything else for my liking. It's right, it's right. good, <laughs> but it's... for me at yeah, Barcelona, I've never seen football like it. When he was boss at Barcelona, it was just for me. It was wonderful for watching. It was effective. when he was at Barcelona. I'd agree, but I think he's gone backwards yeah, since then. I no, think, Barcelona. for instance, the Bayern team he took over and Dortmund Hitzfeld played much better football. I thought much more watchable, much more exciting. It was more attacking, more enjoyable. The football I'm talking about when he was Barcelona manager. That yeah. was football. Only first couple of... I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is football, like, since he's been managing, has got worse and worse and worse, I think. I don't last think it's years, watchable. To be honest with you, Barcelona, the last couple of years he was there, I thought he started very predictable. Yeah, exactly. And I think he, does that, he did that at Bayern as well, and now he's doing it in Man City. That's why they've gone so poorly this season. I don't think he does as much at Man City. I think they play uh, really good offensive football. I don't think it's all about possession with them. I think they can play in a couple of different styles. And that's, that's why they're so good to watch. They can't defend, though. But they can't defend. No. That makes them more exciting, to be fair. That makes them more interesting. Because yeah, you could, just waiting for teams to get at them. Yeah. If his Man City yeah, but... team could have defended, they'd have been the greatest club side ever. Yeah, possibly, yeah. yeah. Oh, possible. thank God. That's a bit much. Have you not been watching us this season? I've been watching us actually. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I don't know how long he's going to be there for. I mean... I think another year, two years, and then he's probably going to have another 
two years ago. Do you not think he's dropping the way he's talking is his way of sort of edging towards the exit door rather than yeah. he's getting I mean, pushed? He I think he's going to have an affair with Juve maybe or Milan or something. Juve is a good shout. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll I think, leave. I think he's trying... I mean... It'll be a stellar career as well, man. If he goes to Italy, he'll have he'll have won honours everywhere he's went if he does win something in Italy. Well, if you he takes over Juve, he can't not do. It's the same as when he took over Bayern and Man City and um, Bingy. You know, you, when you, he's, pick, he's got lucky with the team. Well, not lucky. I mean, he's got picked the teams. He's well. But I'd just like to see him manage with a team that isn't. 20 times better than the rest of the opposition and see if he can improve them and compete. Sure, but there's no doubt in his legacy. He'll go down as the great one of the greatest club managers ever. Absolutely. But he won't, no, that's the thing. He, what I mean, he will, but I mean, he'll still have, there'll be doubts about him because he's never proved he's more than a checkbook manager. That he, You know, that he hasn't just won things because he's been able to throw money at anything. Okay, there's very few of those managers about. Like maybe Brian Clough, one of them. It's uh, Bob Bob Paisley had lots of money at Liverpool, so, so but um, yeah, but he didn't win because of the money. Because other other managers like Clough outspent Paisley in long periods. So I don't know where you get that from. Clough spent. Well, I mean, he was the million pound footballer was bought by Clough. What Justin Fashioner? No, Trevor Francis. Trevor Francis. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, who? How many of them play? How many of those actual managers do you get? Maybe it was Mourinho first started at Porto when he won in the Champions League. There's not many managers. But that again, don't he win. spent. They spent quite a lot of money, you know. Yeah, but not. In, uh, but, but not if you're comparing apples to apples. Maybe no, I'm, in, I'm not saying that it's that every manager has to spend money to compete. You have to spend a specific. You know, you have to spend a fair amount of money to compete. But what I mean is. He's not proven he can compete or even get close to competing unless he's got a lot more money than the rest of the league he's in. I agree, but then it's his style of football that you're uh, marvelling over rather than how much money he's spending. And you again, know, I'm not that of... impressed. I find him far too... I, I, I mean, I, I can understand what Billy's saying. This, this se- But then this season they can't defend, so they can't pass it around because they just simply aren't playing that well. Defensively, they need to strengthen in defence. Well, everyone knows they need to strengthen in defence. It's whether he can close in who he needs. But I'm just saying, this... he could go down as the greatest ever if he took over a team that wasn't Juventus or wasn't a Bayern Munich. If he went to a team like... Borussia Dortmund or Napoli or Inter Milan or AC Milan or any of them team type of teams, you know the ones, the next ones down, and won it. Then he'd be, you'd, you know, you'd lose all the question marks. And he, he could do that, but he won't because that's not what he does. I don't know. That's what he does. Maybe he's got. Maybe he just has an epiphany uh, next season or the season after, and he just goes to a Lazio or a Napoli or a Dortmund. I hope mm-hmm. he does. That would be great. I just love his conf- uh, press conferences and his interviews. They crack me up. I think he's got a good personality. 
I think he's committed. I think he's he's passionate, and I think he's he believes in himself. And I think that um, I think he's a misunderstood as well. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. If he turned up at Liverpool in five years' time, or two years' time, three years' time, I, I'd 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 welcome it. I wouldn't, because that would mean Klopp had gone. And I'd rather have well, Klopp, Klopp any day of the week. Klopp's going to go in three years anyway. You never know. He might want to sign a contract extension. But I wouldn't choose... No, I'm, I just wouldn't choose Pep as the next one. I don't think he's suited to Liverpool at all. Okay. I don't think he'd suit Everton either. I think he's just... It's not because he's not a good manager. I just... Like I was saying, like we were talking about earlier, I think you need people in charge that suit the personality of the club and he's not that he should go back to Barcelona if he's going to go anywhere because he's a Catalan uh, and he is a Catalan and he's you know he's always going to be a Catalan first and foremost uh, and that's not what we need at Liverpool we need someone who gets the fans the Liverpool fans Klopp certainly does doesn't he yeah exactly and that's why it's worked so well Yeah, he's Isn't Xavi suing for the Barcelona job, though? Sorry? Isn't Xavi a suing for the Barcelona job? Yeah, I don't get that one. I mean, he's. Uh, I suppose it doesn't really matter whether he's any good or not. His name's Xavi and he used to play for them, so they'll love him. Is Xavi could be the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you know what I mean? For all they is know. Is Xavi Catalan? Well, he's local. He's a local boy. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, he came through the academy. He's the reason why they have a sign-up saying about the height. Don't forget the height and size of players on their, you know, their La Masia training ground, because he was going to get booted out because he was too short. What the Messiah? Messiah, yeah, Messiah, Messi, whatever it is. I can't remember how it's pronounced. M A S I A. Well, some of the three greatest football on the ever, Iniesta. Xavi oh, Iniesta. and Messi. Iniesta's my favourite. I, I just absolutely yeah. loved Iniesta. Yeah, but the point is, they're all short. Well, yeah. Well, no, Iniesta's five foot ten, isn't he? No. He's a bit smaller than that. Is he? I thought I he was think, taller. Yeah, I, think so. I know Iniesta's, uh, Xavi's short, but I thought Iniesta was normal height, you know, average height, like. No, he's a short yeah, I think 5'8", something like that. All oh, right. I didn't realise that. I've never really taken any notice. You watch his feet when you're watching him, don't you? Because he's just fantastic. Yeah, he's a great player. Great player. What a player. Probably uh, my favourite non-Liverpool player. Have we talked about uh, Mourinho? We've discussed you, yeah. Good. He's a miserable side, isn't he? But he's been a good manager at his time, but... I think his time's gone. No, you're right. He's five six, by the way. I just looked it up. Five six. I thought he was. Really he has to. Had to look it up. I've never really taken any notice. That's why I thought I'd have a look. Not Jose Mourinho, by the way. I was talking about Iniesta being five six. I'm sure Jose <laughs> is at five six. <laughs> Jose's using a charm offensive now, isn't he? Yeah. I think that um, when Daniel Levy, when they hired him, he said he's probably not going to be here for the long term. But in Europe, 
managers only stay at clubs for two years and when they leave, nobody bothers, nobody cares. It's the model. That's the um, European yeah, model. Yeah, but that's because the what? European clubs have a director of football and he's the manager in effect. Ferguson, at Man United, for instance, he was a director of football in all but name. And that's why he could stay for 20-odd years and run things because he wasn't on the coaching, you know, he wasn't on the training ground coaching. I I I just think that was... I honestly think Jose Mourinho was a pointless appointment at Spurs. I just don't understand it. Unless they got him to attract players, I just think it's a waste of whatever millions they're paying him a year because I don't see how they're going to progress long term. I thought they should have got a younger manager in and had a bit of a blueprint and a and a battle plan for the next three, four, five years. Yeah, but they got the big flashy stadium, so they want the big flashy manager to go with it now, don't they? It doesn't make sense. I mean, it might do from an advertising point of view and a PR point of view, but from a footballing point of view, it doesn't make sense at all. Because Mourinho isn't going to give you six years. I mean, who does at this day and age? But what I'm saying, he's not got that longevity in his DNA at this time of his career. And they've not exactly uh, performed either, have they? Well, that's because he's got somebody else's players. But what I'm saying is, is that, yeah, he'll bring in some good players this summer, but will he be there in two years' time to actually see the fruition of his uh, uh, of his uh, labour? I think he'll stay till he wins something. So he could be there about fifty years. <laughs> A long time to something. <laughs> you know, I really think that a lot of these Premiership clubs missed a trick with Nagelsmann. Um, oh, definitely. I mean, he'd have been, again, Arsenal, Everton, Spurs. I mean, all any three of them could got him if they'd have tried hard enough. And I think, oh, he's going to be, he's going to be the uh, football, a uh, world uh, management superstar in the next year or two. Yeah, he comes with a great reputation, doesn't he? And he's well, so young as well. That's just so ludicrous. Is this because you read my, my manager profile on him? No, I haven't, no. But I, I've been eulogising about him for years. But I mean, especially, you know, when we played him in the uh, qualifying of the Champions League two seasons ago, he was running those little triangles. It was delicious football. Really, really good. And Ever- not with a team either. I just thought some, Everton should have listened to me back when they got rid of um, Koeman, though. I said you should have gone for Gasparini. He's doing all yeah. right, isn't he? Yeah. The Italian fella? Yeah, Atalanta. Atalanta, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said he's done well, Atalanta. Yeah, he's, done, he's performing minor miracles there. Bit she- it reminds me a bit of Chris Wilder at Sheffield United. What, he's a Yorkshireman? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next door neighbour to, to Wilder he was growing up. <laughs> no. I mean, he's just having that kind of effect. Do you know what I mean? Taking up a nothing club and putting them into, you know, not a nothing club. You know what I mean? A, a smaller club and competing constantly with very little in the way of funding. 
No, I hear what you're saying. The only but, worry with clubs like that is when they get ahead of themselves and start thinking they're already, you know, they're great teams now, and it's not because of the manager and forgetting that it's the manager that's actually responsible for it. A bit like Real Betis did with Kike Setien. Yeah, when they yeah. get rid of him because they think, oh, well, he's got him in Europe a couple of times, so they must be a European team and he's struggling this season. Instead of realising they only got in Europe because of him, they they think he's holding them back. And it, yeah, Boys, he's... I'm going to have to say goodnight, I'm afraid. Uh, I'm going to have to get in the bath. Have me oh, supper. Is, uh, is it your birthday? I, <laughs> I, I get a bath nearly once in a uh, What's a fortnight? Bloody hell. Things have Is it a Tim bath? Yeah, it's on the back of the door, hanging on the back of the door. <laughs> do you have to change? Do you have to, like, share, you know, take turns about? That's where the saying comes don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, isn't it? It's from Bilbo's family. Last, uh, really enjoyed it, and I hope we can do it again soon. Oh, so, mate, that's. Really good having really, you. Really. What's that? I said it's been really good having him. Somebody interesting to talk to for the change. Enjoy your bath, Billy boy. I yeah, will do. Thanks, boys. Take care, mate. Nice one. Uh, right. So, do you want to wrap it up there then? Yeah. Is that a see you next Thursday moment? I think it is. Take care, All right, mate. Guys. Thanks, pal. See ya. Bye-bye.